Many times persons hear the word cancer and it is a dreaded prognosis, dreaded diagnosis. But little do we know that anger and bitterness somehow does the same to you as cancer. Let's talk about that today. Now earlier on in my story you would have heard me talk about becoming angry and nobody can ever understand how detrimental anger can be to the human body and this is how I experienced it. Whenever a trigger occurred and a trigger is anything that forcefully slaps you out of where you are and pulls you into a place of total uncontrollable rage in my case that stimulates suddenly an impulse because something that has been lying latent something that has been sleeping was forcefully yanked awake and made evident this is what anger would do to me and I discovered as a young girl I would get very angry very quickly I'd go from 0 to 60 in a second and as I realized I had many triggers and I liken it to a cancer because one of the first physical things that I realized happened to me as I got into this angry rage and usually it was for somebody trying to pull a fast one on me trying to marginalize me trying to deprive me of what I thought was mine anything like that anything counter to my normal state would, would send me into a blind rage I would see red and I'd hear people say that and you literally see almost behind your eyes a flash a red bulb flash with a spark you see red I would get hot my body would suddenly become so hot that you could feel it both inside and outside I used to say I get so hot with anger you could fry an egg on me and if that was not bad enough my heart rate would speed up so much that I could feel my heart beating in my throat my Adam's apple would start to rise as though it was going to close over my glottis there was what the glottis and the epiglottis one close over the other mm -hmm. biology class comes in handy right here and i would feel as though i was not able to breathe that my breath would start getting so short and it was just a total physical encounter for me when i'm angry so the heat the red in my eye the shortness of breath the heart racing up you know it was just a lethal combination and 
I would imagine that if the body goes into that state too often, then you're putting yourself in a very difficult health situation. I never understood how bad things were until I remember either shortly before I got married or just after I got married, I flew into a fit of rage. Whatever was the trigger, and in all honesty, the trigger was not really what was important. What was important was the effect it had on me. And I remember I was at a prior meeting, and this has stayed with me. The person presiding over the prior meeting came to me, and she said to me, If you continue to fly into those fits of rage she didn't call it a fit of rage if you continue to get so violently angry you're going to have a stroke and believe in me that one slapped me topside my head yeah i i didn't want to have a stroke i'd seen people who had had a stroke i didn't want to be paralyzed on one side of my body i didn't want to lose you know the ability to function properly and if you could ever imagine that within my hands lay the power to cause my health to go south and that was really my eye-opener to the ill effects of anger and immense rage i start talking about that because my recollection of my father even though i speak of him in pleasant terms because there were so many sweet memories or maybe there were not a lot of sweet memories but i chose to focus on them because they were so much better than the not so pleasant ones but one thing i observed from my father was his bouts of anger and how he would fly into a rage. His nose, the bridge of his nose would burst out into sweat. His forehead would start to sweat. The perspiration would be running down both sides of his, um, his forehead and he always wore sideburns and it would run right into the sideburns. And even as I close my eye, reminding myself of the vision of who he was when he got angry. He always had a rag. He always had a rag in his back pocket and it was always buff. And I always said to myself, why does this man keep this buff back pocket? It makes him look as though he has really big bottom and his bottom was really a bit out there already. But he had a rag because he was always sweating. And he always got into these bouts of emotional tantrums that had him burst into uncontrollable sweating and then his 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 voice would raise and his his the things he said they just spewed out you know he would say whatever he's saying he would one of his famous things was look man you know and then he would say whatever and 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 pointing the finger and going off and and making big pronouncements i will never and you will never and if you ever those were the the starting points of his responses as he flew into uncontrollable rage and then generally he would say his point 
whomever usually my mother that he was arguing with would be going tea to toe because you see how I grew up nobody understood that fire never quenches fire everybody threw another log or two or three into the raging fire because somebody has to walk out with the upper hand there was no peacemaker I never grew up in an environment where there was somebody quelling the peace there was always somebody adding to the fire and so you can imagine there they are he's outside usually standing by his car at the time I remember him driving a triumph and he is trying to get my mother to agree or to reason something out he's out on the roadside she's usually on the veranda or just on the slope of the driveway and they're, they're giving it to each other voices raised everything and they're going at it and he's saying you never and she is saying this will never happen whatever it was usually it was about me or something connected to me and from my earliest recollection all the way to age 16 that April that event full April there was always something else happening there was always some dispute there's always some argument and I for the life of me couldn't understand why do they have to quarrel so much just to get the point across now some of you might wonder where am I going with this am I talking about my father am I talking about me funny enough I'm really talking about me because as I reflect and this is really a good moment of reflection I am seeing where a lot of that anger passed through to me and a lot of it was internalized moving me closer to self-destruction moving me to self-sabotage but when it came out it was like a fiery serpent spewing out venomous almost volcanic ash and lava to the detriment of those on the receiving end i didn't like getting angry i didn't want to get angry i hated getting angry i didn't like how i felt when i got angry i didn't like when people perplexed me in all honesty i really liked being left alone not because i want to be alone but somehow there was always something to get me angry and i figured if i'm left alone then i won't get angry then i won't fly into this ridiculous uncontrollable rage which at the end of it i would have to find myself in a little corner and try to calm myself down and little known to many people who would get me into this stupor calming myself down sometime would take hours because literally i would have to get my blood pressure back down to normal i would have to get that heat down i would have to get the um whatever was that acidic like feeling that probably was invading even my stomach because what you all don't know was even though i was never a drinker 
nor a smoker nor abused any substances i as a young entertainment coordinator at hedonism was diagnosed with an ulcerated stomach so basically this is how i look at it i'm not a medical professional but apparently my situation produced so much acid that it was beginning to digest the walls of my stomach and so as the hydrochloric acid which is usually produced to digest protein in the stomach spews into my stomach with nothing to work on the stomach walls became the protein that were digested and so i would have over time excruciating stomach pains triggered by these ulcers in my stomach and this is me self-diagnosing and attributing it to being angry so over time i discovered that i really wanted to stay away from situations that caused me to be angry but situations always seem to hunt me down so my solution was if i stay away from people if i stay away from triggers then the anger would subside and it worked for a while but can i say persons always sought me out persons always had some contentious thing to bring there was always something to make this go off and uh, i would respond i would retaliate it was like a button and they all knew where it was and they all came ready to push it and of course like a flare gun as soon as it was pressed i would be off and running there's a scripture that came to my mind as i started speaking be angry and sin not and many persons will expound on this in many different ways but if you do harm towards your own body i think you're sinning against your entire body so even in those mad bouts of anger that scripture would speak to the fact that in my anger it should never become an all-consuming fire i should never be doing harm to myself but having presented the picture and even showing the route from which i'm assuming it might have sprung because i had my own homegrown reasons to be easily angered to be easily triggered to fly off the deep end at the drop of a hat what have i learned and this is what is most important the first lesson i learned is i'm in charge of my buttons my triggers my responses i cannot live my life allowing persons to press my buttons to be my trigger to determine how i'm going to respond there's no way i should live my life becoming so responsive because then people will yank you around like a puppet so they pull your strings to the left you move to the left they pull it to the right you move to the right you're not in control of yourself and i think there are persons who when they identify your triggers they will play on them and they will have you become an emotional nutcase because what i did not present 
was one of the after effects of these flare-ups would be the lows so the flare-ups were like an adrenaline rush a high but then the lows were low it was like a crash i can just imagine this is how a drug addict a junkie feels because after they have done the deed after they have gone that high in their case they sought for it in my case it was just thrust upon me or so i thought but the low is such a crashing low that you literally want to just curl up in a corner and cry and that's how i spent most of my time so from this unbelievable uproar to this tremendous low the emotional seesaw was really beginning to wreak havoc on my mental state and yes i talk about mental health because in this season finally persons are beginning to give it the recognition that it demands we're so afraid of the obvious outside type visible diseases the heart disease and the diabetes and the stroke and the cancers and all of these visible consuming illnesses but there are some others those silent killers those that get in and they ravish you it's a case where you go to the medical practitioner and you're complaining of whatever ails you and they do all the tests and sometimes it's a battery of tests and they send you off to the specialist and uh, there's no visible reason why you should be having this problem and they will do all that they can sometimes until they say there's nothing else we can do but you're still feeling it you're still suffering from it could be lethargy it could be antisocial behavior many times it's a physical pain because that's what sends you to the doctor but there's absolutely nothing that they find medically wrong with you and such is what i discovered too because i've had four years weight gain and retention of fluid and they have tried all the things that at that time could cause these things they have tried all of the tests the endocrinal system the preteritory gland test the metabolism rate test the oh i don't even remember there was a time when i felt like i was a proper guinea pig because physically there was nothing wrong but there was never a test to see emotionally psychologically what could be contributing to this situation and so i want to bring this conversation in that direction emotional health emotional well-being the state of your mental faculty and how that will injure you how lack of proper mental health proper mental care proper emotional balance can destroy you because you see we're not just mind body spirit the way we like to see it we are an electrical circuit 
neurons and, and protons and we basically have all these stimuli and electrical charges running through the body and we can short circuit and we can short circuit ourselves and it's okay to see a robot short circuiting and literally just shutting down because it's a robot but what are the odds if I were to suggest to you that just like that robot we could be short-circuiting ourselves and shutting down I'm gonna leave it here for today but just bear in mind that that root of bitterness driven by anger frustration and distress can be more than just a root it can be the source of your health and what is inside of you could just be killing you.